Will you listen for five minutes? No, I was still thinking about my letter. I know. Listen. <laughs> actually, I was having <laughs> a conversation here. I was actually thinking about Jaeger. We're supposed to be living in a society. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Unrenowned, the podcast where we talk about Siege. Things we like about Siege. Things we don't like about Siege. I am your host, Ryan. This is my co-host, Chris. Uh, we got a great show for you guys this week. We are going to talk about the latest patch that just came out. Um, and then we discovered something kind of cool, maybe, on the Rainbow Six website called the Operator Recommendation Tool. So we're going to check that out live on the podcast. Um, then we're going to try a new segment called Operator Spotlight, where we highlight two operators um, and just kind of go through what we think about them, how well they're balanced, what what kind of like the best ways to use them are and that kind of stuff. Um, we think that'll be fun and maybe informative and, I don't know, good. I'm excited to see. I wanted to take it earlier, but Ryan insisted that we wait. Did I? Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah. I said, let's take it now. I said, no, no, no. We'll do it during the podcast. I said, oh, oh, the operator recommendation tool. Oh, yeah. What were you talking about? I was talking about Spotlight. You should listen more on the podcast. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was, yeah, I was busy doing other things that are less important. Um, And then we will go into the classic Reddit posts and listener questions. Shall we start? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, So actually, first, before we get into patch notes, just we had... um, some follow-up on the last episode. So last time we did our operator ideas. So first of all, um, I did a little poll on Twitter. The favorite operator idea was Oracle. I did not even know you did that yeah. poll. Well, it was very small, it. and I got like four responses. <laughs> 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 of the statistically insignificant sample, the people liked Oracle. Um, and then, so um, one person actually uh, sent in one of their operator ideas. So this is at Will Shish. Wait, will she kebab? Will she kebab? Will she kebab? On I Twitter? don't know, will she? Um, he tweeted us at R6 Unrenowned, what do you think about an operator who could act like Castle, but for the floor? He or she could have like a spray that they put on the floor so it's unbreachable. It acts exactly like a Castle Barricade in every other way, can be sledged, can be blown up, etc. So they put the spray on the floor and the floor becomes unbreachable. Does that mean? Oh, okay. So like it, over the garage and constantly in the piano room. Yeah. They put spray on the floor. Sledge can't yeah. hit. Oh, wait. So, sledge can't hit it. Well, no, he said, he said it could be sledge and it could be blown up. So I don't think he really means so unbreachable. I think he means. You can't shoot through it. Yeah. I think he means you can't shoot through it. Okay. Um. I think it's not useful unless it's like a reinforcement, right? Yeah. Because how often are people just shooting blindly through a floor? I guess you wouldn't be Almost. able to use a shotgun to open it up. Like it would, it would nerf buck in a way or it would counter buck rather. Yeah. Um, but if it, I, I mean, otherwise people are just going to put a breach charge on it like they would normally do. Right. Yeah. Cause it's not even the, the only people that really do that is sledge and then breach charges ash. I assume Ash would also be able to counter that. Right. So I don't really think. So, yeah, I think I think the only way it would be useful at all is if it was like a reinforcement that you could put on soft floors. Yeah. But even that, I think that's pretty situational. 
I think there would have to be more to it. I think maybe in like really high level play, that might be more of a thing that's yeah. very useful. Yeah, because there are certain floors. But then at, at some point, it's like, okay, now you're ruining what makes Siege cool. Yeah, they right? like, shoot through anything. <laughs> let's let's just uh, do what we can to undo what makes Siege different from Counter Strike. So this Siege is just Counter Strike. Yeah, seriously, I. I just just saying that made me think of like the old days of Siege where it was just the 10 ops on attack and defense. That was so much fun. It's still fun now, but I just miss where it was it, just It was so a lot simpler and that was in a way it was cool. It, like I've heard before and I think it'd be cool if they did like a classic mode. I think we brought this up. Yeah. Somebody brought up like a classic mode as like a training mode for new um new players. I don't think it'd be good as a training mode, but I think it'd be cool as a new game mode where it's like classic or Yeah, I would I would do that all the time. Just even just like better custom games or custom servers. Like that'd be cool just to be able to say, okay, here's our server and we've banned all these ops. And if you want to like, that's fine. You just choose to play on that server and you know, you do your thing. But anyway, um, so will she kebab, I like the idea. I think it needs more development to be good. Agreed. Okay. So patch notes. Uh, so this is these are actually the patch notes that we talked about a few weeks ago that were coming onto the TTS, mm-hmm. um, but they are now live. What what stands out the most to you? Well, the thing that stands out the most is they call everything bug fixes. Yeah, that was interesting. When a lot of like maybe they intended for this stuff to work in this way in the first place, but really it's just patches. Yeah, just the kind of thing that's like it's been on their bug list for. I mean, okay. If you don't know anything about software development, let me tell you something. I work in software development. Mm-hmm. Um, software, especially big software, like like a video game, I guarantee you they have a bug list that's like a thousand bugs long or longer. Right? And it's just things that they are aware are problems in the game and it's just prioritized. And I mean, the fact of life is that you only have so many resources, be that time, money, or both, or other resources. And... So you just prioritize it and you just start going down the list. And so there's certain things where maybe they have considered this a bug since day one, but I mean, they've been working on hit reg and they've been working on teleporting through the map and they've been working, you know, like stuff that's way more important than pistols have their reticle misaligned with the center of the screen while shooting, which is yeah. one of their things on here. Um, and I, I think we've already talked about their the bug list for the Rainbow Six Siege development team is specifically what we had talked about previously as our beta wish list yes. that they have posted up in their office in every single room and framed. But seriously, though, they have knocked off more things from our old beta wish list. So the big one, again, we talked about this before, uh, toggle for Montane and Pulse special abilities is now in, which is, which is what you're saying. It's interesting that it says it's under the bugs list. It says fixed. No toggle for Montane and Pulse special abilities. Yeah, and that was something that it was just like... It could easily be added, like, new feature, player uh-huh. comfortability, whatever they want right. to call it. The funny thing is, though, so, well, for me, I have that button on one of my mouse buttons, like, right next to the left mouse click. Mm-hmm. Just to the left of that, I've got another mouse button that I use. <laughs> and so, for me, it's not really hard just to hold that button down. It's not like holding the middle mouse button, right. which is in a different position. Or holding, what is hurts. the default uh, main gadget button? Like, G? No, G is grenade, secondary gadget. I think it's middle mouse. X? I think it's X. The X? I think X is the default main. Guys, I don't use default controls. No, me neither. But anyway, it's like it's uncomfortable for your thumb, and also it, it prevents you from being able to use other keys. 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, I have mine as a button right there. So it's not hard for me to hold it down. I never really had a problem. And so now that it's been toggle, like I'm sitting there holding it down. I let go of it, like expecting for me to pull my gun out as pulse. And I'm still sitting right there with the thing like, what the frig is going on? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I start tapping it like, stop, stop. Yeah. And I just pull it down. And I pull it back up on accident. Yeah. Like, yeah, I haven't actually played either of them since Toggle, but I guarantee I will never stop having that problem because I play them so little. Yeah. But it's like, but I do play them. And so I'll play them and every single time I will struggle to be able to do it right. Um, But I do like it. I do like it. The thing, the, my only problem still with Montaigne is when Echo's drone hits Montaigne, it makes his shield go up and there's no like real visual cue. Like you just have to know what happens, honestly, especially because you're all drunk you're dazed yeah so, yeah so the other big things um they fixed the deployable shield glitch in front of the windows that would prevent people from being able to vault through the windows that's awesome that deployable shield one's kind of big because people oh, started yeah. using that as like a meta and every right. map in certain locations probably... yeah and it just became like you just do it which it is weird stupid. like i i i don't know probably enough to say this for sure but i'm pretty sure there have been like they've done pro league um tournaments when like significant glitches like that existed in the game and they would just have a rule against it in the pro league Mm -hmm. so i don't understand why like if they were looking at that as a bug it's something they were going to fix i don't understand why they didn't just say in the pro league like hey this is a rule that you can't do that i don't know i don't know either um yeah so they've they fixed actually there's like a big list of like little fixes on on a bunch of maps which is kind of interesting um like uh drone has no collision with the terrace edge on west front yard on consulate it's like totally random yeah, like little things random. but but it's cool it's like i, I always kind of like these ones because this means like they finally like looked at their bug list and like all right we have a bunch of these bugs on here that are not that hard to fix let's just fix a bunch but, of them yeah let's just let's take a sprint right and let's just knock out a bunch of these bugs and you know and then and people won't deal with it anymore yeah so that's which cool. is nice it's, it is sometimes nice like I have so I have a list of things on an app called Wonderlist that I have to do for school, and some of them are like harder tasks, but I know they're more prioritized than other ones. So I'll start doing those, and I'll just get sick of like only being able to hit one thing. That right. I'll just go on my list and be like, okay, these five things are super easy, and I'll do them all real quick, and I get to like knock off five things. And I'm right. like, oh, I did so much. When really it's like, no, I didn't. I just yeah, feel like I did. It's great for morale I feel great now. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just great to be able to knock out a bunch of stuff off your list and make your list shorter and just feel like you got a lot done. So. Cool. Good, good, good for Ubisoft. Yeah, that's cool. I'm excited to see a real, um, like the next actual patch, you know, like this is obviously a patch and it's mm-hmm. good and everything, but I'm excited for like the next patch. Like that's a real feature like, patch. Yeah. yeah. Um, spawn also, boating comes back for casual. <laughs> please spawn boats and casual. It's gonna, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to come back. It's like, like this It's going to be under bug fixes and just like general, like yeah. spawn boating and casual. If they called that out as a bug fix, I, I would be thrilled so hard. Um, I I do okay. Do you think it's ever gonna happen though? I don't know. I feel like it could. Okay, it's I've seen it more frequently on the sub like recently. Uh huh. Partly because I post it now that I'm back. <laughs> I post it every seven days. But I think it's just having more popularity now that people at least want to know where they're going. That I could see it yeah. mm-hmm. coming up in the future. It just feels like the current attitude at Ubisoft is that that's not good for casual play. And that, like, people who are playing casual don't want that much strategy in it. Um, so, like, I don't think we'll actually see voting come into casual unless there's, like, some big shift in their uh, mentality or, like, a creative director switch or, you know, like, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, something big that, like, shifts up the way they think about it. 
You know, I might write a letter to Ubisoft. Write a letter? I'm going to write a letter. To Ubisoft. I'm going to mail it to them. <laughs> okay, and what do you expect to happen because of that? I'm hoping... So you wrote a letter one time to Activision? I did. You, you sent it by mail, right? To Infinity Ward. Yeah. To Infinity Ward. <laughs> so Ryan wrote a letter to Infinity Ward with, about Call of Duty for the problems in it or whatever. I'm not it's, as proud of it now as I was 10 years ago. It's pretty good, though. It it's was on, a good letter. It's online. You can find it online in some That's, blog spot. You actually can find it online. <laughs> um, but... Anyway, so he did that. He didn't really get any response from Infinity War. No, but I got nothing. It was very upsetting. Ubisoft is actually really good at responding to people's like comments and things on just the subreddit. And so I wonder if they get a piece of mail. Hey, you never know. I was invited to go to E3 with them. So That's they true. might see my name just think, oh, this guy. This, this, is, guy. this is a big <laughs> He's a target big guy. Okay, wait. Have you ever told the E3 story? I don't think I have. So okay. I, <laughs> yeah. So I was invited to go to... Well, let's take a step back a little bit. So this is okay. back... Like shortly after the game came out, mm-hmm. uh, what nine months after the first E three after the game within came the out, the game months. came out in December. So yeah, within six months, I think I got this offer in April. And so the game was small, the subreddit was small, mm-hmm. and you were a big figure on the subreddit just because you posted a lot. You were very active. You had a YouTube channel. You'd post videos and stuff like that. So like, people would recognize who you were on the subreddit. Yes, I'm trying to think of a of somebody who's similar today. Sausage. Um, he's a little more. He's doing popular. like creative stuff. Yeah. Um, does there's does just so many post names. detective still post on there? No, he doesn't. So if you know, if you remember shit post detective, like Chris was as recognizable of a name on the subreddit as shit post detective was. Yeah, oh, I miss that guy. I know that guy was he's awesome. Good. Anyway, really okay. Good. So with that context, okay, yeah. So there I was. I get this email one day from It's Epi. Maybe it was Electric Panda. No, it's It's Epi. It's Epi sent me an was email. Was it Living Pink? No, it was It's Epi. It's Epi. Um, he sent me an email just about E3, um, their star, something like their star crew or something like that. And he said that I was invited to go with them to E3. They would pay for my flight down to LA. They would pay for my hotel and pay for my food. And so basically, I just got this free trip to go to LA <laughs> and to go to E3 all on them. He just wanted to make sure I was 18, like old enough to be able to go. Yeah. Now I was like, the whole week of E3. Oh. And- Freak. And you were going to like. I was going to play, play for them. Mm-hmm. It was going to be on console, but I was going to play and showcase Rainbow Six Siege uh-huh. for them. Yeah. Now I was like, oh, freak. Like, that's going to be cool. Like, I knew Icy Cat was <laughs> going like to be there. Like, some other the people. Most awesome thing. Yeah. I was like, like, heck yeah. Icy Cat Serenity, I think. Was, uh-huh. Like, he so you went, would have been hanging out with all these guys. Yeah. Like, cool people. <laughs> so, E3's date was June 16th. And that's when it started. And I went on the mission for my church on June 1st, is when I left for two years. 15 so days. I did not have the opportunity to go to e3 paid for by ubisoft but that would have been 15 days he missed like really cool the video game experience of a lifetime yeah so so sad so sad maybe if this gets big enough ubisoft will invite us to something else at some point help help us get there guys share this podcast with people you know maybe i'll you know that's what i'll do all right i'll say hey guys ubisoft look I saved you like five hundred dollars by not going (laughs) to e3 maybe you can grant me this request (laughs) On bringing in, I'm completely serious. I saved you 500 bucks, man. Multi-million dollar company. Multi-billion dollar company. every dollar counts. 500 bucks pays one of their developers for like, what, an hour? That's exactly (laughs) how long it will take him to develop putting spawn voting back in casual. That's true. Um, Yeah. Anyway, I actually am going to do that, though. It's going on my wonder list of things to do this week. Tuesday. Good. Uh, not Tuesday. Tuesday's a busy I'd day. I'd like to see that letter. Letter. We'll read it on the podcast okay. next week. <laughs> Send letter to Ubisoft. 
he's typing. You can hear him typing on the microphone. Um, okay, so another interesting thing about these patch notes, um, they just have a bunch of fixes for the pick and ban. I'm serious about this letter, by the way. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> I know. Okay. I'm not as excited, but I think it's going to be funny. What if I get a response? What if they do it? What if What if they do it? They bug fixes and put like, you're they, welcome just hello in the bug Okay. Fixes. They are not going to add casual or add voting to casual because just hello requested it in exchange for not making them spend money on well, him. I'm going to add like, a thank you to the letter too. It's going to be a very nice oh, thank I you letter. I you were going to say thank you. Yeah. Well, so that changes everything. You just got to, you got to please your like prey before you. Your prey? Yeah, it's a prey. That's what I'm... You're hunting them? Kind of. Are you Jaeger? No. Okay. As I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Pick and ban. Um, so the, there's just a bunch of bug fixes on here, which are not like uh, a major at all. But just the fact that they are working on fixing bugs for that makes me think that maybe we're a little bit closer to that actually coming into ranked, which is going to be cool. In casual. Uh, it's not coming to casual. Wait, what are you talking about? Pick and ban. Oh, pick and ban. Pick and ban. Yes. Sorry. Will you listen for five minutes? No, I was still thinking about my letter. I know. Listen. <laughs> actually, I was, I, was conversation I was actually thinking about Jaeger. We're supposed to be living in a society. So I was wondering, because Jaeger's name is like Hunter in German. So it I was wondering Hunter. like, why is his name Hunter? What does that mean? I'm thinking like, oh, he hunts explosives. That's his, what he does for a living. He sees something. Ah, explosives! Uh, while Capital yells, ah, fire! Fire, fire! <laughs> So yeah, uh, if you don't know what pick and ban is, um, that's where. So right now it's operating in pro league matches where um, you you take turns. Each team takes turns picking operators. So like attackers will pick one operator, defenders will pick one operator. And you go all the way through until you've picked all ten. Uh, and well, the bans happen before that, right? So so at the very very beginning of the match, um, each team gets to choose to ban one defender and one attacker. Is that how that works? I'm I think not so. Exactly I think, sure I think four works. operators are banned. So each team chooses one defender and one attacker to ban. Um, then you, for each round, you go and you take turns choosing your ops. So attackers choose one op, defenders choose one op, and you do that all the way through until you've chosen all ten. And then there's the sixth pick. So at the sixth pick, one person on each team can switch their pick. Um, and so having it operate that way, it gets a little bit more strategic about who you pick to counter who and um trying to you know kind of get some mind games at the front end of the of the match um so it sounds really really cool um definitely not suited to casual i don't think but it'll be cool and ranked so i'm looking forward to that so there's a bunch of bug fixes for charms i don't even i've so i have like recently i sorry as i'm trying to tell a story i'm realizing there's more and more to tell so recently my game wasn't like loading, so I had to verify game files and I had to like reinstall some components yeah, of the game that. for no reason. It ruined a couple of gaming nights for Okay, PC gaming, let me interrupt you for a second. Yeah. PC gaming is fantastic and it's yes. like pretty much the best way to game, but also it's the worst way to game. Because when you log on to Xbox to play with your friends, so you're gonna play Halo, you turn on your Xbox, you load up Halo, you invite your friends, and you start playing Halo. Every Never time. Any problem. Every time. Unless like your internet's down or something or the servers mm-hmm. are down. I mean, that's whatever. PC gaming, it's like if you're getting a squad of five people together to play, guaranteed somebody's going to have some kind of problem mm-hmm. that's gonna take twenty minutes to fix. Whether it's the game files are corrupted, some like driver update has to happen or is not working right, or like I don't know, some new program they've installed is conflicting with it, or for some reason their frame rate is dropping. It's just like, 
there's always something and it's so annoying and like yeah. and i'm an it guy like i'm familiar with computers i've built literally hundreds of computers like i do networking hundreds, hundreds literally hundreds wow that's good and like and i still have problems and like it takes time to fix them and it's so annoying <laughs> it's true and it's always um the i think the most frustrating part about it is you see one thing you're like oh duh like i'm an idiot I fix that and you fix it and there's still another problem you're like what the freak yeah what else is the problem and you see something else like oh duh it's that and you're like no that's still not the problem like the other day i um this is very tangenty but i was typing in like a username and password tangenty sure like going off on a tangent i'm tangential that might be the right word for it <laughs> there's a new word for chris today yeah tangential so there i am i'm entering like an email and password and i put in the email i'm going to put in the password it's like wrong i was like oh like what is it i was like oh let me try this password or this variation of it and i was like oh the email is wrong and so i fixed the email and i tried the password again I'm like what the freak and i tried another password and then i tried another password and then i finally figured out the password but it was frustrating because i was like oh well it's because i typed in the email wrong and still wasn't the right password so it's like things like that happen all the time in computer gaming where it's like, oh, this is the problem. Oh, no, it's not. There's something. Yeah. Else. Basically, every time Chris tries to log into Uplay, it takes him 20 minutes to get his password right. That's no. what we're getting at here. My password's the same on all my <laughs> devices. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's oh, true. That was good. You tricked him by leaving off the zero. <laughs> now the zero before the one or after the nine? Who knows? Where is it on the keyboard? Uh, it, maybe it's, give you a hint. it's gonna take them at least two tries to get it. So good job. Um But I was talking about okay, yeah. So back to I had to verify my game files, some files had to be restored and it ruined like some of my operators initial loadouts. So I mm-hmm. had to like go back and like fix every single one to make sure they had the sites equipped and the barrel equipped or whatever. And I like paid attention to make sure I put like charms on all of them because I may as well do it like while I'm there. And I, the first time I finally noticed it, as I was like running in game, I was like, oh, I could put a charm on. Let me look at it. And I like had to like look at it. Like I never noticed it. Wait, what? I, the charms on guns. Oh, you just like, you just like when you put it on, you didn't even notice it was there. Yeah. Like I never noticed it's there because I purposely put them on. Like, oh, uh, I want to put these on and like see them now. Yeah. And I just never even noticed yeah, them. Yeah. I actually have noticed that recently too. It's like, because like I unlocked a few new pat or uh, charms from alpha packs and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll throw these on some guns. And then like, after the round, when I'm back on the menu screen again, I'm like, wait, I didn't even see it. Like, yeah. <laughs> the whole match, I never noticed it once. I just, I never noticed them. Which I guess is They're good. cool, but yeah, it's good that it's not like a prominent, like right. a giant thing on your gun. Right. Prominent part of your screen, but like at the same time, it's just kind of. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not that focused on cosmetics and how the, how things look. Not at all. I I'm don't just, really care. Yeah. I just, I'm like, in fact, blocking all that out just to focus on like game the one dude in front of me i hate the thing i hate about cosmetics is when they change (laughs) operators to where they don't look like the original operator so you see someone run by and you're like i don't even know who that was yeah i have no idea what operator that was okay tangent um yes we're being very tangenty today very tangenty um tangerine i super agree with that like I really, really like the idea of like custom skins and like even like kind of these wild ones. But at some point, it's like, okay, I saw an operator run by a hall and he was wearing a hazmat suit. So that was one of like eight different operators that it possibly could have been. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I have no idea who that was. Yeah. Or just like, here's this new skin that I haven't seen because I'm not like 
following the deluge of skins that they're releasing every week. Mm-hmm. So like it's I mean like I um I, I hate to like be like pooping on everybody's fun because like it's cool to have like your custom skins and everything. It's just like really annoying from a gameplay perspective when it's like I just needed to know who that was. Like yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice to know that that was Sledge and he was just gonna barge through that soft wall. Yeah, there's some of them like even when they change colors, it's like yellow. Like you're gonna it's either Fink or Lion most of the time. But then Habana has that yellow uniform. You just see like right. Capcom has a yellow. Like, oh yeah, not Capcom. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But then does, I think there's more. Like I think there's several operators that have yeah. the hazmat. But it's like it's just frustrating. Like, I mean, if you play the game enough, like you'll get to know all the different uniforms, right. you know who they are. But the problem <clears throat> is if you just play like once or twice a week for a few hours, like you just don't play enough to know every single skin and every single operator. So you right. see them, you're like, I don't know who that was. Yeah, I saw somebody. But yeah. I don't know who. Yeah, but, and, and like I don't know what the solution is either. Like, I mean, I guess it'd be cool if you could just like choose to like that. For me, it would just show your default skin, at mm-hmm. least like in the game. And then when it's like afterwards on kill screens and stuff, like whatever, show me his real skin. But ah, uh, anyway. Okay, should we move on to the operator recommendation tool? Yeah, I actually still want to do that. Wait, pause. I forgot. Um, we needed to follow up on a couple things from last time, so we actually decided to test some things that we talked about last time. Remember this? Yeah, I do. Uh, so we tested, first of all, Thatcher's EMPs and how they affect cameras. So we learned that it's a 10 second, um, stun on cameras and nothing and nothing. That's like no time. That's a lot of time. 10 seconds. 10 seconds is a long time. Kind of. I was Okay. Let me tell you like... if you're the maestro sitting on the camera, okay, yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. on your evil yeah. eye, 10 seconds is a long That's, time yeah, yeah. for your evil yeah, eye you not to be You can't make a working. lot happen in 10 seconds, but if it was like 25 seconds. That'd be really good. That would be good. Like I, I think Thatcher that does be back need to, like basically he can destroy it again. Like he used to be able to. Right. Yeah. I, I think. I. Th- yeah. He. He. It needs to be changed a little bit to to be better for my boy Thatcher. But um, it's a ten seconds, and it doesn't matter how far it is from it. Did, we Correct. didn't actually test whether there is a difference between the time for like black eyes, evil eyes, and regular cameras. No, we just did regular cameras, but, but I, I assume was it's the kind same. of assuming it was the same. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the same. Uh, what was the other thing we tested? Um, uh, the shield. So if you're a shield, yeah. If you're a shield operator and you're getting shot from bullets, you do have a larger reticle yeah, that begins to expand as you're getting shot at. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to hit. Um, which I'm sure anybody who plays shields regularly already knew that very well. But we didn't. Um, okay. Anything else that we tested? Is that it? No, that was it. Okay. We'll be your testy boys. If you guys need us to test anything, let us know. Um... The operator recommendation tool. Okay, so this is like we just stumbled on this as we were getting ready for the podcast. So on the Siege website, rainbow6.ubisoft.com, um, if you scroll down just a little bit, well, wait, where did I find this? You have to go to like game overview. Uh-huh. And then you scroll down just a little bit, and then there's the operator recommendation tool. It says answer a few questions to get a recommendation on what attacker and what defender you should start with. So it's almost like one of those like which Harry Potter character are you like, <laughs> quizzes on the Rainbow Six site. So I kind of want to just do it. Um, so let's do it. Do you have it open? Yeah, I do. Okay, let's both do it. Start the survey. One of four. What is your online PvP shooter experience? I'm always among the best of my team in online FPS. Yes. I, <laughs> I often play online PvP shooters. I often play online PvP games, but not shooter games, or I rarely play online. I'm answering. I'm always among the best of my team in online FPS. That's fair. I'm gonna, I think, do this a little bit different because I think we're pretty similar in uh, mm-hmm. the kinds of players we are. So I'm just gonna do it different and just kind of see what we get. 
So I'm going to say I often play PvP games, but not shooter games. Let me um let me explain that to you because Ryan trained me in video games. Um, Since the age of like four. Yeah. So Halo 1 came out and Ryan <laughs> trained me to be really good in Halo 1. So when a bunch of people came over for a LAN party, I would be a viable teammate. And I was. Mostly just because we needed an eighth person. Sure. I, 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 like I only have so many friends, you guys. Um. But anyway, so that's kind of part of the reason why so we're similar players. literally Chris at like six years old is like dominating my friends in Halo 1. Just like pistol sniping the poop out of them. And like, this is a true story. It's so funny. They even get so mad. Like, who's this six-year-old kid? We're like 16. And he's just dominating them in Halo. It's anyway. the best. Um, okay, next question. Two or four. Do you prefer, prefer moving constantly or taking your time holding a point? I can do both. I prefer moving constantly. I prefer fully analyzing the situation before moving and or stay to cover a point. I prefer moving constantly. I, mean, I can do both. And I think that's actually true for me. Um, question three or four. Do you usually communicate with your teammates when playing online? Yes, always. Only when I play with friends or no, never. I am yes, always. Yeah, I'm going to say no, never. I'm interested to see who it recommends for somebody who doesn't communicate at all. Um, and four or four. Do you usually learn easily the maps and do you usually learn do you usually learn the maps easily and game patterns? That is a funny worded question. Yes, it is quite easy for me. It takes a bit of time, but no big deal. Or no, I usually struggle to learn a game. I am saying yes, it is quite easy for me. Uh should I go with struggle or takes time? Do takes time. Okay. So I'm basically saying I'm kind of an average uh player. I don't play a lot of shooters, but I play PvP. I can kind of do whatever. Um, but what was the third question that I... S- um, that you can do both? Oh, no, what was the other whatever. one? Um, really play PvP. Four questions that I already forgot. <laughs> the, oh, where it was like, uh, are you... Do you communicate? Do you do yeah, that? communicate. Communicate. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Attacker, fuse. I don't have to communicate to play fuse, apparently, except for all the times that the fuse freaking destroys you while you're on the objective Yeah, as your teammate. I mean, I guess, though, with fuse, you can see your teammate outlines. Like, if you're smart enough to just look down, yeah. you're not going to okay, wait. So, wait, I said, I said, I play PvP, but not shooters. Uh-huh. I don't communicate. Uh-huh. I can move or can hold a point, uh-huh. and I'm okay at learning the maps. Yeah. I guess Fuse makes sense for that. I, I, like, I guess he's kind of solo in that like, you can kind of just go and set off your charges, and as long as you're aware of where your teammates are, mm-hmm. you can be effective without really having to work with them. Yeah. And he's not like a... He has his gadgets that does kills and does damage without having to have your gun in a gun first-person shooter game. Right, right. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's good. Um, okay, and then my defender was Capkin. So that's good too. It's yeah. another person who's going to get kills or do damage without having to be in a gunfight. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have to know the maps when I really same with fuse, right? Like you, it's good to know the maps and like, but if you don't know them, you can kind of just like play stuff around down. the objective Ross, and I make think it is work. Another similar one for uh-huh. that. Um, and yeah, you Capcom doesn't really have to communicate. I mean, that's actually pretty good. I'm pretty impressed with that. Okay, who'd you get? This is not surprising at all. Attacker Ash, mm-hmm. moving around a lot, played a lot of PvP and Defender Pulse. So basically, you're a Call of Duty player. Yeah. You should just be playing these guys. Running super fast all over the place. Yeah. Shooters, killers. Yeah. And those are... Actually, I don't play those operators. I play on defense if I'm playing that way. I'm usually playing Jaeger. But I have been playing Smoke a little bit recently, and that's actually been really fun. 
or Valkyrie. I play Valkyrie a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, and then attackers, I play a lot of. I've been playing a lot of IQ recently, or Sledge. Which, which those are good fraggers too. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, pretty good. And then they have a how to play link here. What does that give us? A video or something? Capkin overview. It's, okay, it's just it's like Capkin's page on the thing. Yeah, oh, this is actually interesting. Interactions, so allies and opponents. So it goes through and talks about who kind of counters you and and who you sync uh, sync up with really well. Alternatives, so similar operators. This is actually cool. You could get a lot of information. Yeah, here. I'm actually very impressed right now. Yeah, the the thing is, you have to go operator by operator to like really get the information. So it's like I think there's still the problem of like that we've talked about several times. Like, how am I supposed to know that yeah. Dokubi doesn't affect Yokai? Or not your mm-hmm. echo, right? Um, like you'd have to go through and read each of these one by one. But but this is actually really cool. If like if I was a new player and I was like really into Siege, where I was at the point where it's like during the day I can't stop thinking about Siege and I'm just on the website and stuff. Like this is actually pretty cool. So you guys check this out. Like whether you're new or old, I think it's just cool. If you're new, it's it's probably a useful resource. And if you've been around forever, I think it's just cool to see. Okay, wait. Let's do the survey one more time and just see if we can like get a specific operator. Okay. So who should we try to get? Okay, so I think you can only get the default basic operators, though. Oh, yeah, because you got who? Ash and I got Pulse. Ash and Pulse, and you okay, got Okay, so there's probably no DLC use. operators. That makes sense. Uh, let's see. Should we see if we can get Rook? Okay. Let's Is that a good one, or Rook? should we do somebody else? No, let's do that. Let's go for Rook, and let's go for... Um... I want to get Sledge. Okay. Um, what's your shooter experience? I think for Rook, I would say I rarely play. I think Rook is for noobs. That's what okay. I think Ubisoft thinks. Okay. Which is funny because I main Rook. For Sledge, I'm going to say... Like, I often play online PvP shooters. Okay. Do you prefer moving constantly or taking time? I definitely prefer analyzing and staying in cover. I'm going to say moving constantly because I think Sledgehammer is going to be moving around. Yeah, he's all about moving. Do you usually communicate with your teammates? Um... Only when I play with friends or no, never. I'm saying play with friends. That makes sense for Sledge. What about for Rook? Should I just say never? Because I think his whole thing is you don't have to say anything. Yeah. Do you usually learn the maps easily? No, I struggle to learn maps. Should I say it's easy? Because I'm moving through the map? Or should I say it takes some time? No big deal. I think you're in the middle. Middle. Okay. Yeah, time, but no big deal. Next question. I got Fuse and Capkin again. I got Ash and Yeager. Wait. So okay, wait. So you got the same attacker, same but you attack got a different, different defender. defender. Why? I don't know. What'd you say different? You said only with friends. Yeah. And I said I put the middle for another one too. Huh. Oh, about learning maps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because yeah, you don't need to know the map as well as a pulse. No. Okay. Well, I couldn't get a rook, but cool thing. Anyway, um, that is cool. Yeah, that's cool. Let's do our operator spotlights. So uh, what we want to do is um, for this, and tell us if you guys like it or not, um, and if it's bad, we won't do it again. If it's good, we'll keep doing it. We have a whole bunch of operators to do. But what we want to do is just choose one attacker and one defender and just kind of do a spotlight on this is who they are, this is how they work, this is like the gear that we like using for this person. This is the kind of the tricks that we do with them and what we like to um, 
how we like to use them and here's what we think about how well balanced they are, what kind of buffs or nerfs they need and all, all that kind of stuff and just kind of like do it, just do a deep dive on um, two operators on each episode and just kind of see where it goes. Yeah. Um, we won't do it probably every week, depending on like what there's to talk about. Sometimes it's a slower week where there's just not big news coming out. Obviously when there's like a, um, a new season starting or something, there's plenty to talk about. So we probably wouldn't do it on that kind of case. But, um, so for this week, um, for our attacker, we're doing Thatcher. Yeah. I think you're doing Thatcher. Thatcher. And then for defender, we're doing dot. Uh, start with Thatcher. Yes. Okay. GPS satellites. Unmanned drones, King laser sights. The more crutches you have, the more it hurts when they're kicked out from under you. If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that a six-inch blade never loses reception. So we chose these guys because these are kind of our mains. Um, and again, like we we jump around a lot. We play a lot of different operators all the time, but. I have probably 50 hours on Thatcher. The next closest is probably like 25 on a tagging. Dang. Um, so I've played a lot of freaking Thatcher, and I've been playing a lot of Thatcher since the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so let's just start with some, like, some high-level thoughts. Um, so what I like about Thatcher is that I feel like he's always good no matter what. Like, Because the other team will always have somebody with something that the emp is going to affect mm-hmm. um and less so now because of the camera nerf which is very annoying as a thatcher main um but it used to be like even if they didn't have a lot of trap operators or whatever at least you could use it to get cameras right and so like he always had some utility um and that's really nice and, and a lot of times it, it's very useful like if they have a lesion it's extremely useful to be able to just like throw emps on the doors you're pushing and just clear out those goos before you have to worry about it right yeah um and then he has good guns um he's got a claymore and a breach charge so like those are kind of just like really solid attacking secondary gadgets so just kind of at a high level that's what i like about him do you have anything to add at that kind of not really i think just it's just funny because he used to be like before like you could throw his EMP in a room and you get like 70 points. You just destroy so many gadgets. Yeah. And now it's just not even a thing really anymore. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about kind of where he started and where he's come since then. Um, so one thing that's changed about Thatcher is his range on the EMPs used to be a lot bigger. Um, actually, let me look him up on the wiki because the wiki actually has pretty good um, patch notes. So it turns out when you search Thatcher wiki, you get the results for Margaret Thatcher. Surprise, surprise. Okay, so yeah, the EMP back in May of 2016, the EMP effective range was reduced from 7 to 5.2 meters. So that's a pretty big reduction. Mm-hmm. That's like six feet. Uh, but it did add that it would disable electronic, electronic sites, so red dot sites and that kind of stuff. Once that changed, uh, there was stuff that I used to do that you couldn't do anymore. So like on the old Hereford, there was... Um, the second and first floor camera that are like literally like right on top of each other, just on different floors. Um, and I'm pretty sure after that nerf happened, like I used to just throw an EMP in that corner and get both of those cameras. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice, especially if like, if they were in the first floor objective, because a lot of times there was gadgets around that area. So I could get like both those cameras with one EMP 
without even having to be on that floor and then get like all the gadgets around there too. And even from the third floor, like you could, you could enter in on the third floor if they were like on first floor, throw yeah. that EMP. And then you can go down the stairs with both those cameras having been destroyed. So they can't see you coming down. So like, that was like a super cool thing, like on that specific map that I liked to do. And that nerf like killed that, which was like super sad. Um, overall it was probably good. Don't you think? Yeah. That that's a really long range, especially as they have added more people. Like that's the thing mm-hmm. with Thatcher that, that I think the devs have been like looking at a lot is that as they're adding more people with more gadgets and stuff, he's like just becoming more and more powerful. Um, and so I think that's why we've had the recent nerf where he only disables cameras. Um, so like it sucks being a Thatcher man. Cause it's like, I, like I have learned these patterns that I do. Right. And it's like, it sucks that they don't work the same anymore. I have to like find new ways to use them. Um, but like the range one, at least I think was probably a good idea. Yeah. Thatcher's like a really useful teammate to have on offense. Because so you have your Twitch, which is very helpful, like especially now with Mira, Twitch is like one of the go to Maverick now has been more helpful, like with the garage doors, just getting those batteries yeah, or jammers. Yeah. Like it's it's become now where you don't need Thatcher because you can just use Maverick instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but Thatcher just has been a, such a useful operator because you don't have to worry about the Twitch drone getting shot. You just you throw your freaking EMP outside the reinforced wall and there you go. Yeah. Um but on the other hand, now even with Maverick, that's just another operator that's started to make Thatcher less useful. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I really liked about like the Thatcher and Twitch choice was like as the bandit trick started getting more popular, it became like where it was more of a choice between the two. Mm-hmm. Because like I feel like before people started doing the bandit trick, Thatcher was just the obvious easy pick. Like yeah. They're going to put their jammers down or they're going to put their electricity down on the reinforced wall that you want to breach. You just throw your thing and it's taken care of and you don't have to worry about it. Like with Twitch, yeah. it's like you got to sneak the drone, especially when you only had one shock drone. Yeah. Like you got to sneak it in there and hope it gets in. If they shock, if they kill that shock drone before it gets there, like it's over. Well, I guess you're not getting in that wall. Like unless you like find a clever way to get behind it and, you know, blow it mm-hmm. up. So like in that way, Thatcher was, um, was almost like a must pick. But then with the bandit trick coming along, like I think that was a really good way for the meta to sort of rebalance those operators, like naturally. Yeah. Which again, this brings us back to like let meta settle. Yeah, it does right? that. Because yeah, because I mean, if you if you would have like rebalanced Thatcher and Twitch within the first two weeks before people figured out the bandit trick, like it, then then like the bandit trick would have come along, and then like Thatcher would have been terrible or whatever, and Twitch yeah. would have been way too powerful or something like that, you know. And so, like, just kind of let things settle and, like, let people figure things out and people will find silly tricks and, like, and things will, like, work themselves and out. Clash will no longer be a problem. Yeah. Right now, Clash is considered very OP and you get, like, chastised in-game for picking Clash. Like, oh, I can't yeah, believe you're like, picking oh, Clash. You Clash, that's what you want. Like, like, okay, people used to say it's not Montaine. Yeah. Are like, you serious? <laughs> now, like, like, everything's Montaine is garbage. Get out of here. Or, like, people still complain about Cavera, too. Like, oh, you're picking Cavera. I complain like, about there's, Cavera. There's other operators. Okay, you're, you're you're speaking about a specific person we played with last night, but um, anyway, well, that was two different nights. But yeah, but, I I complain about Kavera a lot because she's a freaking spoop. Um, what was I saying with that though? But yeah, yeah. So I just I think even if they don't balance Clash, I really do think people will find a way to start working against Clash, and she just will be less useful. Yeah, hundred. I think she is strong. She's definitely strong, and I could I see a buff coming or. A, a nerf, a nerf coming. coming. Well, we already shortly. we already have patch notes that have nerfs. 
yeah listed out so but that's um, happening but you're right i just think with time yeah like just give it some time at least um but i do i like while i'm kind of like arguing with their game design choices i do actually like ubisoft's approach to it that like they will just tweak a little bit they'll just like turn dials down a little bit crazy stuff that they they have all the dials in front of them and they're not just like okay let's ratchet this up and like turn this down they're just like okay let's just nudge this one a little bit and that one a little bit and so like every like the community is feeling like okay good they're listening they're like they're doing things they're making changes and so and they're and they are like real like significant Mm -hmm. changes but at the same time they're not like re-breaking everything just by like flipping it the other way right so it's interesting too with video games like you'll notice in patch notes or whatever it's always like it's not like we did this by we made this faster by three seconds it's like we made this faster by 2.79 seconds or Mm -hmm. this action is 3.37 percent faster it's like always these weird percentages because they know like milliseconds in video games matter yeah like they're being very precise about it very important in a video game yeah or at least trying to make us feel like they're being very precise about it so that's cool anyway anyway back to thatcher um and so I'm, i'm just like again like this is this whole segment is a work in progress so we're kind of just working through like what to talk about and stuff but so i'm just going to try to kind of go through everything um so he's a two speed two armor which i think is really good for the way that he works um where he like he's he's not a point man right he's not like the guy who's like leading the charge um and so like he doesn't need like all the armor or whatever um but also he's like he's he's mobile enough that he can like move around to different points of the map and help like other um operators get through things and like EMP and, and you know several different areas that people need help um but then he also has like some survivability a little bit so like i think i think 2 is a good balance for him yeah i don't think that needs to really change yeah and then as far as his gear um so he has the AR33 uh assault rifle that's a that's an automatic assault rifle i think it has like 20 i'm trying to remember it's like a 26 round mag so it's like it's actually a a, like most assault rifles are 30 Mm -hmm. or 31 with one in the chamber right Mm -hmm. um is tiny like 22 yeah and like you notice with Habanas, right that Mm -hmm. it's 22 and with thatcher too like when you use the ar-33 you'll notice those extra four or five bullets that you don't have yeah so like i think it's 25 with one in the chamber so it's it's five less than like most others. And mm-hmm. you know, some people actually have thirty-two, thirty-three, whatever. So um so you do notice that, but it's um it's got less kick than his L eighty five A, which is the other option. So like for a long time I used the AR thirty three because I just like I couldn't handle the kick of the L eighty five and then like as I've gotten better I switched back. And the L eighty five is freaking amazing. Like it's such a good gun. Yeah. So Sledge has the same one, right? Mm-hmm. That's well, that's the only option for Sledge. Right, besides the shotgun. shotgun. Where would you place that as far as, like, ranking the assault rifles in the game? That one's pretty good. I know people love the R4C that Ash has. I love her G36C. I think that's partly just because I've used it in other video games, and mm-hmm. I love just kind of how it looks. Yeah, it's a cool-looking gun. Um, But I think it's pretty high up there. I'm trying to think if there's another operator. I mean, a lot Thermites. of the DLC operators have really good ones. Um, yeah. Thermites is bad, I think. Really? You I like Thermites? I don't mind it. Oh, I hate it. Oh, dang. Yeah, some of the newer ones, like Maverick has a really great assault rifle in the oh, um, yeah. the M4. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, that one is good. I'm and then to, like I know Finkas is really good. Finkas is I haven't played it. Twitches F two F two is pretty good. Disgustingly good. But like the LE five, I I say it's probably up there in like top five assault rifles. Yeah, like it's a really good gun. And also, I love the skin that that like SWAT skin where it's like the white and the blue. Um, you know, now what I'm talking about it's like yeah. it. It looks like a gun out of Halo. Like it looks like. Um, oh yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know is exactly it in what you're Halo Four where you can get like that skin for the DMR? Not that skin, but a similar skin uh, for like yes, a DMR like BR yeah, or something. I think yes. I know what you're talking about now like, completely. I'm like, okay, this looks like a Halo gun, and I love Halo, so it's freaking amazing. Um, IQ's gun. That one's pretty good. The uh, what's it called? Not her. Not the Og. Five F five. Five F two Commando. There it is. Five five two Commando. <laughs> that gun. That gun's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Again, L eighty five eighty two is is like way up there. Yeah. It's a really great gun. Um. And then his other option is just a kind of a standard pump action shoddy. So that's. I feel like that's actually really really bad for his play style. Because, like, at least the way I play him, like, I feel like I'm there to, like, um, remove obstacles and then to, like, stay safe, you know? So so yeah. if we need to move, like, if we need to open more stuff, like, I, I, I'll typically take the defusal kit when I have him and, like, I'll be the guy who, like, I'm, I'm there, I'm putting fire down, but I'm far enough away that I'm, like, relatively safe um, and not just, like, the first guy pushing in, right? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I like for me. I just I feel like a pump action shoddy is a really tough sell for an attacker, especially, and then particularly for his play style. Um, what else about Thatcher? So as far as like synergy, like it, it kind of the thing with him is like it kind of depends on what the defense is doing, mm-hmm. and like if they're doing a lot of traps, then you kind of just want him like maybe with the shield guy who's pushing right. Like that's really good. Um. Other than that, I mean, Thermite Hibana, he's going to want to accompany those Harp Reachers and help them get to get in. Yeah. Um, Fuse, he's great with Fuse. If, you know, if, you, if there's a jammer that's not letting Fuse um, do his thing, then Thatcher can let that go, and then Fuse kind of destroys the rest of the gadgets in the room, so that's always good. So, like, like one thing you should do if you if you want to play Thatcher is you should, you really should know the maps well, um, and you should know, like, um, kind of the hot zones where people are going to put a lot of traps and like just the popular places to put like cameras and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, again, now that he can't destroy cameras, it's not as good. Right. Yeah. Like, like what, like some things I used to do is like, I used to get on the roofs of maps and just like EMP cameras through the roofs. And like, it doesn't seem like it's that helpful until it's like the last 30 seconds and it's a one on two situation. And you, you don't have dead. to worry about the main camera, right? You don't have to yeah. worry about the, the front entrance camera on house because Thatcher got it from the roof. Or you don't have to worry about the lobby camera in bank or mm-hmm. or the skylight camera in bank because Thatcher got those through the roof before he anybody could even see them what they got. You know? Yeah. And so like it like it doesn't really seem like it, it makes a difference until again, until it's that last thirty seconds and somebody's trying to make like a desperate push and they don't yeah. have to worry about being spotted. So like I think if you like it sucks that you can't destroy cameras anymore like that totally ruins a lot of my strategy with him. And he is like a super useful operator, and it's just sometimes you don't notice it until like those last thirty seconds, or you just you just only notice it some rounds. Some rounds it's just very useful, and some rounds it's just not. Right, and and he's the kind of guy that like the the Thatcher did that, and like even when it affects the outcome, nobody noticed. You know, yeah. like 
nobody knew that Thatcher did it. Like, even if they noticed that the camera was destroyed, nobody knew that Thatcher did that, like, 10 seconds into the round. Yeah. You know, but, like, you know it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, like, you know. I did that, guys. That's me. I like I almost think that he's sort of like the Mario of of Siege where he's just like he's not like particularly great at anything but he's just like average all around and yeah. so like as long as you're playing him right then like you're going to be great right like he's got a yeah. good gun not a great gun actually in the L85 might be great but good and then he's got a good gadget not a great gadget he's yeah. like 2-2 you know so he's he's just kind of like he's just right there in like average world but like being average at everything is actually kind of great because then that means like you have no weaknesses, right? Yeah. Overall, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, he's a, he's a good op. He there's a reason he's my favorite. Really like that dude. Okay, let's spotlight our boy Doc. I've learned from experience that the place to save lives is in the field, not an office. And sometimes, the only way to save a life is to take one. Okay, so Doc. So he, so very, like, before his first buff, which was not long, which was a long time ago, not long after the game came out, it was like seven, eight months afterwards. I guess it was nine months afterwards. So in September... His stim pistol was overhauled. So before this, he was only able to revive people when they went down with his stim pistol. Oh yeah, I almost and forgot nothing about else. This. And that that's how I had played Doc until I had left, and then I came back, and all of a sudden he was like really good. And this is a change that had happened two years ago. Yeah. So so just to be clear, because you explained it really fast, he couldn't actually heal your your HP. No. Right. He like if you went down, he could revive you with the stim pistol, and you would come up at seventy five instead of fifty, just like it is now. Mm-hmm. But there was no healing and there was no overhealing. So that, that like really made him very situational. Yeah. So they made a patch on September 13th of 2016 that made his stim pistol do what it does now, where it heals people, um, 40 HP each dart, and he can heal himself and whatnot. So that made him a whole different operator. So before, I had still mained a dock. And basically how I played him, and I still play him this way now, is I would literally follow one of my teammates and like a roamer or a roamer sometimes like kind of more, further more away. Of like a like what do they call that when you're not roaming but you're just kind of like right outside the objective? Is that lurking? Sure. But like there's a term for it. I know. It's kind of funny because most of these terms come from like mobas. I guess they come from like CS, but like yeah, like mobas. Like I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of moba terms have worked their way into the yeah. FPS uh, world. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So I would like sit there, like stim pistol train an operator when they start taking fire. And then as soon as they go down, I just shoot it at them. And mm-hmm. then I pull out my primary gun and just start shooting wherever the bullets were coming from so they could get away. Yeah. And I still do that now. And it and works let me tell you, It's amazing. It's really great to like it's get down. Nice. And then it's, I actually saw a clip of this on the, um, on the sub today. Somebody that like some Ella was like peeking the staircase or something. And she killed one guy and another guy came up and killed her. And like he instantly hit her right as she was going down. And so she just like, like there, like there wasn't even like you know when you go down and you try to move and you can't because you have to like get your finger off the key oh, and push it again, which is yes. so annoying. But like there wasn't even that. It was just like she got up so fast that she kind of just like s- like sidled back into the doorway and like was safe again. 
And then she just like pulled out her gun again and just went and like killed the guy. It was like so amazing. He's good. Um, other than that, like, Buff, there's been nothing else changed with Doc other than his overheal health has been increased and then his movement speed was slightly increased recently. Um, but I think that's just all speed. Um, speed once was increased. Anyway. So that's basically how Doc works. That's how I play him. I still play him like that now. I will like follow a teammate around. I'll just notice who's taking fire or who's in a battle. And I'll go to that teammate and just have a stim pistol train on them. And then when I shoot that stim pistol, like if they go down, I just pull out my gun and start shooting wherever the fire was coming from. Because I don't mm-hmm. really know where the person is. But more than half the time, if you just start shooting in a general direction, people stop shooting and they take cover. Yeah. So your friend's going to be safe because they just know there's a second person there. Um. So that's how I play him. That's... I I love Doc. I actually he's my top played operator. I think I have sixty hours played with Doc. You can look at my stats right now. So I have sixty hours and thirty minutes of Doc played with a one point six three win loss ratio and one point five four kill death ratio. That's pretty good. So my Doc, yeah, it's pretty Your Doc seeing kills. Up there. Yeah. True. I've revived hundred ninety six teammates with Doc. Um which actually isn't that much for how many hours that I've played with him. But I do like playing doc so he has the mp5 shotgun the p90 p90 kind of sucks to be honest it's yeah, just a lot of people really like it but it's good because it has a ton of bullets in it yeah but it's just so it moves around so much it's hard to control it's very difficult I don't, to control. I don't, like i feel like the kick's actually less than the mp5 oh, i i don't i think it's yeah, yeah i think it's all i guess uh, is it like more than it's, it's horizontal recoil too. I don't know. I just know it's all like, over the place. I don't, I don't know the exact stats, but like my biggest problem with it is just doesn't do a lot of damage. Because uh, I'm gonna be honest, yeah, I don't hit that true. many headshots. Like, I mean, I hit headshots, but like I'm not the guy who's just like always pinpointing people's heads. Yeah. So it's just nice to have something that's like putting out damage. Um, he has a shotgun. The shotgun can be good. Like if you're if you have a teammate below you or something that is down, you can shoot mm-hmm. a hole in the floor and revive yeah. them below yeah. you. And that's one reason why the shotgun's good, but the MP5 overall is just... MP5 with the ACOG is just good. It's yeah. just really good. And it's very, it's a very stable, steady gun. Very easy to use. It's gadget. I use bulletproof camera all the time. Barbed wire, I, I almost never use on any operator. Really? I, unless there's... Just, if there's a deployable shield or barbed wire, I pick barbed wire. Yeah, but, that's, that's the thing. Is like If the choice is between impacts and barbed wire, I'm going to go impacts almost yeah. every time. Same with bulletproof camera. It's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, like barbed wire is really, really good. But like having an explosive, Other things are better. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of nice. Um, I used to use the revolver a ton until it failed me recently, and I just have stopped I using you, it. Yeah, things not good. So I love, I just love the high damage of it. I, okay, well, the thing is, I love the deagle, and I I use the deagle like frequently on, and I'm, on Valkyrie and Blackbeard. Yes, and I am really good with the deagle. But the LFP five eighty six is revolver just. It's just yeah, it's never good. been good. Like it, like before the deagle was introduced, that was like the most powerful pistol in the game, mm-hmm. and it was always disappointing how it just didn't handle well. It was the just problem, hard yeah. People. The problem is aim down sight or hip fire just doesn't work. That's the right. problem because a gun like that, that's where it's like oh, hip fire is. I, don't know, I would ads with it still, but like even that, it's just like it kicks so much. It's, yeah, it's hard. Which it would, but anyway. So I always <laughs> use his pistol. Um. But Doc is really like a fun operator. He's pretty good to play even if you're just like new at Rainbow Six Siege just because you heal people. People's health goes down, you shoot them with a sim pistol. You also accidentally kill people sometimes. It happened to me like the other day. Like I, yeah, I, I, it was a weird action. So I like had vaulted over something and I pressed the stim pistol button like multiple times very quickly. 
And then as I did that, I just pulled out a pistol that I thought was a stim pistol. And I like looked straight down at the teammate and shot him. And I just like spammed the click mm-hmm. button. Yeah. Left mouse. And I just shot him twice with the revolver. And I was like, oh. Like, whoops. I'm so sorry. Like, sorry I just executed dude. you. There you were on the ground. I pulled out my revolver <laughs> yeah. and shot you twice in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but he's like, he's a good operator. He's overall just balanced. He's easy to play. I love him. I love Doc. Um, so I would actually say he's not that easy to play. Like, um, I mean, it's like the concept is simple, but like knowing when to do it and yeah. like being aware of all of your teammates' health all okay, the time yeah. and where they are on the map, like it's actually fairly difficult, I think. Okay, I could see that. And um, also knowing when to pick him because like if if your team is a bunch of like one armor or three armor, one armors, gosh, I can't do this. If your team's a bunch of one armors, like, and there's no rook, he's not going to be that useful because they're just going to be dying. Yeah. Right? Like, they're not going to go down and they don't have like enough health to spare to be able to heal them, you know? So like, yeah, he, I mean the freaking rock combo, Rook and doc, that's amazing. Um, very helpful. Yeah. That's super good. So like, yeah, I, like I would say like he actually takes a little bit more, um, game sense than if Thatcher, for example. Yeah. He, um, he's a good operator. I think though. Yeah, he's good. So uh, just random fact, looking at his um, stat sheet here on the wiki, his height is 5'9", and his weight is 163 pounds. That's, like, exactly me. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm, like, 5'9 yeah. like half, and, like, somewhere, I mean, depending on the day, somewhere right around, like, 160, 165 pounds. So, like, <laughs> he's, like, exactly my size, which is funny because, like, he looks a lot bigger than I do. Yeah, he's got a bunch of armor on. Which also means he's, he's pretty skinny because, like, I'm, a, I'm, like, a skinny dude. I, like. Like I've got a little bit of extra fat on me right now because I'm married and I have kids and stuff. But like I'm not, I'm like not buff at all. Like when I'm when I'm skinny, I'm like 150. So if he's only 163, like the dude doesn't have a lot of muscle. He's just he's kind of just like a little like average, yeah, average little dude running around. Anyway, that is a uh, doc for you. Reddit. Reddit. Okay, so I'm gonna start with a quick one. <clears throat> This is a post by Stanchen18. So he's actually an artist, um, post creative stuff. Uh, I'm debating. So it's like a little comic that was really funny. I'm debating whether to like try to like describe it and read it on the podcast. Like if I don't read it, then like people won't experience it because they're not going to remember to go visit it. Yeah. But then if I do, then there's no reason to go see it. So it's sad. Okay. So here's what it is. Um, so I guess Jaeger is is going to be featured or has been featured in Ghost Recon Wildlands, or if not, then I guess he's just making this up. But I'm assuming that Rieger's in Wildlands. Um, so it's just got, it's got like a, a panel of like a helicopter flying in and like Jaeger dropping out of the helicopter. And there's a, a soldier who says, welcome to Bolivia, Operator Jaeger. Uh, and then she, and then like it shows Jaeger, like he's like looking around, like his head's like spinning. And she's like telling him all this background. Ghost appreciates your arrival to the wildland, as your assistance will be a valuable asset to the fight against the rapid growing El Sueño and Unidad forces, yada, yada, yada. And she's just like going into this whole thing. And then it shows him like rifling through like a supply case. And she's like, Mr. Straker? And then on the next panel, it's like, it's like the link getting an item out of a treasure chest like position where he's like holding it up to like to the camera. (laughs) <laughs> it's this ACOG <laughs> and it's just like floating above his hand and it's like this like glorious victorious pose and then like 
pretty funny the last panel is like the soldier who is describing the things to him she's kind of just like in the background and he's just sitting there like loving his <laughs> it's pretty good it's a really funny book like i had to come to this other game to get my acog it's really funny yeah like it's very very impressive very clever good yeah. job like like i i like i have um misgivings about how much art goes onto the siege subreddit like i think it's a little bit overboard and like maybe we sometime we can go into this a little more but this one great job stanchen 18 you can follow him on twitter and other platforms i think it's just at stanchen 18 so i'll i'll post a link to that um that reddit post and i'll even post like some of his social links in the show notes so you guys can follow him um but good on you stanchen all right what do you got chris Okay, so mine is by you slash Zinniturk. I'm going to spell his name. It's X-I-N-I-T-R-C underscore. Um, basically... Oh, yeah, this is the same one that I found, too. Yeah, so talks about the weapon attachments, the barrel attachments. So it shows the silencer, the flash header, compensator, muzzle brake, and extended barrel. And this is exactly what they do. So... Ubisoft have clarified what they each do. They, in the game, it just kind of gives a brief description, but not like exactly what it does. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it does. So the suppressor. So it just one thing. Like, one second, just mm-hmm. to credit this properly. So there, like, it's like a nice like chart with each um, each barrel, and then like the uh, the details of it, and the actual source of that chart comes from mm-hmm. a video by Rogue Nine on YouTube. Yeah, so you. this is really from Rogue Nine, but uh, it was Zini TRC Zini TRC that posted it to the the sub. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so the suppressor, there are no smoke trails when using the suppressor. There is no threat indicators and it takes 15% of the damage of the gun off. So basically, if you're shooting at someone, they don't know where you are. They're going to hear the shot slightly, but they won't have that threat indicator that tells them what direction it's coming from. And there'll be no smoke bullet trail right. showing you where the bullet's coming from. Right. So it's very useful if you're flanking somebody because mm-hmm. they don't really know where that shot's coming from. And just to clarify on the threat indicator, this is not when you get hit and it shows the red mm-hmm. on the side of the screen so you know which direction you got hit from. This is mm-hmm. if it's a near miss mm-hmm. and like then it will show like the gray um, yeah not what are they what would you have the gray lines I guess yeah that like show where the balls are coming. So, so if you hit them they're going to know where you are but mm-hmm. if you have to hit them it, it's mysterious. Um, So like with that information, the silencer is great for Maverick, especially because he's got those tiny holes, you know, that he's yep. doing. Or like, like you're saying, if you're roaming, um, our friend Camden, he likes to he likes to roam with Jaeger with a silencer because then he can just kind of be sneaky and like when he shoots at people, they won't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. So, it's I think good. silencers might be one of the more underrated uh, attachments. Agreed. Next one is flash hider. So it's minus 37.5% first shot recoil. That's a lot. Yes. Minus 30% centering time and a 5% smaller diamond. So the diamond for this explanation, someone had asked in the subreddit, what is the diamond? Um, and it's FB replied explaining after each shot, you could superimpose a diamond on that shot that the next shot will fire and land within that diamond. So basically every shot, you can basically draw a circle around that. And the next shot's going to land within that circle. Right. Um, so a 5% smaller diamond isn't too, too much, but something. Um, next one's compensator, which is very simple. 17.75% smaller diamond, basically less weapon kick. 
Then you have the muzzle brake, which is 45%, minus 45% first shot recoil, which, which is, is a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton, and minus four, 45% centering time. That's also a ton. Mm-hmm. So that actually is not a bad attack, especially for a DMR. Yep. This is great for DMRs or if you like to do single shot, um, which that's another thing. Like, How often do people actually change their firing rate in Siege? No, I I do it every once in a blue. Yeah, I I used to do it a lot more until I realized like you know what I should just keep it on auto. There's no reason. Like there's other games where I do like Ring of Elysium. We talked oh, about yeah. before. Ring of Elysium actually it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and it I does. do it all it really time. Maybe it's just because like the engagements are a lot longer. Yeah, four hundred yards away. Yeah, versus meters. Siege where it's like almost every engagement is really close. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but like I'd be curious to know if you actually do change your your um firing rate frequently. I'd be curious to know how well you feel like it works for you yeah um the last one the extended barrel it's only available on a few weapons it just long range damage is increased by 15 to 20 percent. Yeah, so the damage drop off basically is less yeah. anyway that's that <clears throat> yeah so good post. Cool post. Um, yeah i think compensator overall is just kind of like minus minus 17 and 17.75 percent like variability in your shots yeah basically like that's kind of a big deal it's a lot so, um, yeah, you should check that out if you're trying to make decisions on what to do. I wish they would put this information in the game. Mm-hmm. That's where you need it. Very annoying. Also, a firing range. Can we please get a firing range? Yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe we can just pick up every single weapon, every single attachment, and yeah, that'd be very nice. Change it while you're in game. Okay, I have one more post, and actually, we don't actually have listener questions because we had a uh, we had that one tweet from uh, Will Sheikah Bob about his operator. So. We'll close it out with this. So, um, do you have one more? Or are you done? Nope. Okay. <clears throat> so this is from May, maybe not three. It's so hard to read these names because, like, there's it's just one word, right? And so it's like, oh, May Ben Note, May maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe not. <laughs> it's just like it's so obvious once you see it. But like, anyway, maybe not three on on uh, Reddit. Um, his post is how Maverick and Clash both break the game in different ways. Um, so this is interesting just because like Maverick and Clash are kind of a hot topic right now, having just come out and people having a lot of trouble playing against them. Um, so as people have re- been really complaining about Mav and Clash since they came out, actually, just let me insert one thing here. As much as people are talking about how OP they are, like when we play, I'm not actually seeing that much Mav and Clash. Are you? Like, so there's there's a bit of Mav. I think there is some. Um people that are just afraid to pick clash because of the backlash you get for picking clash i don't think so no i mean it comes into my mind sometimes i'm gonna pick her people never stop never stop picking ash or ella you know that's true yeah i i really don't think that factors into who people pick i don't think toxicity is a detractor (laughs) i think about it in people's choices maybe you do most don't um, but yeah, I, I do see a fair amount of Maverick, but I'd still say only maybe like 50% of the games that we're playing. Again, we're like silver gold. So like, again, this is called Unrenowned for a reason. Um, like yeah. if, if you want to criticize our podcast for us not being good at Siege, that's fair. That we never claim to be. That's why it's called Unrenowned. It's like right there in the title. Um, but at least at our level, I'm not seeing a, a t- like almost no clash, really. And then I see her. Very little map. But like, not it, like I see her, but like it's not probably like I see her like a new opera that I saw almost, before. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like when, like, I'm trying to think. Uh, like when Valkyrie and Blackbeard came out, right? Like, they mm-hmm. were in every single round, every time. Um, anyway, so back to maybe not supposed. Um, 
I can see why they they both do things the ops in their respective sides haven't been able to do yet. So we actually talked about this when they first came out that like basically these play completely differently from anything we've seen before, and which is what, kind of what makes them cool, but also what makes it take longer for the meta to adjust to them. Um, he says Mav can breach fortified walls silently and pass counters like Bandit and Mute, while Clash being a shield op on defense lets her do all sorts of crazy things like runouts, scouting, and info grabbing for basically free. Um, yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. These are both very polarizing ops, and I wonder if Ubi knew just how strong they were when they were designing them. One thing is clear for me that when Ubi made them, they wanted to try breaking a few rules of the game. Are you with them so far? Kind of. What's your misgiving? I just keep going. Keep going, okay. Mav breaks the rule that fortified walls are safe. Before, if you had a jammer or battery on it, fortified walls virtually unbreakable without a lot of commitment. So people were used to hiding behind them for cover. Now, however, mm-hmm. people sit in new spots if they confirm a Mav is on the other side. Good assessment? I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, Clash, meanwhile, is a shield op. I think the most rule-breaking thing she can do... And when he says rule-breaking, he does, he's not saying, like, it's game-breaking, right? He's saying, like, Siege had these, like, quote-unquote rules established of how the game is played, and these uh-huh. guys are coming in and, like, working outside of that. Um, the most rule-breaking thing she can do is peek for free, giving intel peek with an A. P-E-E-K, get people. P-E-E-K. Yeah. Or P-I-Q-U-E, if you want to be funny. Uh, giving intel to their team before you either needed a breakable camera that the attackers could destroy, or you actually had to risk peeking, again with an A, to see where the attackers are. I know she's not unkillable, but the way she is now, she takes a lot of coordination to take down. Is that uh, fair? Yeah, she... It's this whole, like... He says she's not unkillable. Right. Um... But there's so many people that do say like she's almost unkillable, and she's not. Like, she, she's definitely she is not. not unkillable. She is. She's not that hard to fight if you have two of you. Honestly, you just can't take her head on alone. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why she breaks the game because she does make a certain way. Like you don't go that way alone anymore. Right. Exactly. But, yeah. Like when you're roaming, you're not necessarily. You know, you, like she can kind of pin you down and like force you to retreat. And, like that's kind of new. Yeah. Um. But or wait, well, if you're roaming, you're on defense. <laughs> I talking about? Yeah, I know you might. If you're just kind of going on your own, right? Yeah, like like if you come in, like yeah, when you come in from the side and she's like at that doorway, it's like oh well, there she is. Um. So yeah, I think I think so far his analysis is is good. Like he hasn't really given his opinion yet. I think what he's saying about the facts of how they work, I think that's true. Um. Now he says, now I do think both these ops are way too good. Clashes slow. Sl- Oh, Clash's like slowdown effect, mm-hmm. recharges too fast and lasts too long, and Mav really shouldn't be silent. But I was never under the impression that they were deliberately made overpowered to try and sell them early. He brings up Hearthstone as an example of what that feels like. I just think Ubi were trying something different, and I respect them for that. I hope we learn from ops like Mav and Clash and Lion and Finca to rebalance abilities like it in the future. I think this is actually a pretty good take. On yeah. on Maverick and Clash, like I, I actually agree with him that like Maverick should make a little more noise. He's a little bit too sneaky, um, with what he's able to do. I actually think it should take him a little bit longer to get a hole, and like more fuel. Like I don't think he should be able to make as many holes as he does. Like maybe even what he should do, he just needs to make noise. I, I think honestly, the problem is he's just so yeah, quiet. Noise is the problem. Like and I think he should be quiet, but he shouldn't be as quiet as he is. Because like we said, like. There have been times where we've been looking right at him and have not noticed, mm-hmm. right? And so we talked about this a little bit before of like different things we would do to fix that. But like I think one thing he should do is like the first, like maybe like it takes time for the torch to like 
really heat up enough to to start melting. And then once it's heated up, then like you can do a continuous hole, if that makes sense. Or like, yeah, or like, I mean, you don't have to like come up with a physical reason for it, but like basically like to do the first part of the hole takes more fuel than like to continue the hole. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I don't want him to not be able to like make big enough holes for people to walk through anymore because they increase how long, like how much fuel it takes to do it. Uh-huh. Um, that takes time for it to warm but, up, basically. Right, yeah. I, like, I also think that he shouldn't be able to like go around all four sides of an objective and put like little peaky holes all around everywhere, right? Like, yeah. I think it, it'd be cool if it takes a little bit longer to get the first hole and then you can continue that hole with the fuel that it, it currently uses. Yeah. That make is that yes, I think that's fair. Good. Yes. Um so yeah, I agree with him there. I think I think Maverick's a little bit too quiet and he he needs a little bit of work, but not like something crazy. Um and then what do you say about Clash? Her her slowdown recharges too fast and lasts too long. I can see mm. that kind of being a thing. It does it is she can be with she what was I trying to say? If you're trying to take Clash one on one Theoretically, if you're both one on one, you should be able to beat Clash. Yeah, because she has. If a you understand out. how she works, you should beat her. Yeah. Um, the problem is she can she can hold you for so long without a teammate coming to her that if you see her and there's someone else on the other team, you can't stay there because you know someone's going to come eventually. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the problem with her. She can just hold someone alone for so long that any anyone can come and help her eventually. Right. Um. So I kind of agree with him. Her recharge time is too fast and she can't do it so, for a little like, too long do you think the cooldown should be shorter or longer or do you think it should take longer to or take less time to get to the to the like the the cooldown i think it should take less time to get to the cooldown um i think that's right i think it should the slowing effect as well should last a little less because after you get slowed it's like a certain amount of time mm-hmm. i think that should be less and i think so okay i think by the time she finishes getting you there should be like at least two and a half, three seconds where you can charge her at full sprint just fine before she can recharge her shield and start getting you again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think if you can do that, then doesn't she just become useless, like super easy to kill? Well, no, because you can still slow people down. Okay. Because you're not supposed to be alone with her in the first place. Like if you're alone right. in this clash, you've already, you've screwed yourself. Yeah. Like I think if you, yeah, if you see a clash and you just push her, like you're kind of dumb. Well, yeah, and the other way too. If you're clashing, you're alone. You're also dumb. You don't have a yeah. gun. Yeah, you, it should be kind of like Montaine. You don't go alone as Montaine. Right. You have well, to have I a think gun. one of the problems right now with Clash is that it is so so fast to take her gun out. You know. Yeah. Um, like it's it's too easy to do like the little tw- turn trick where you like pull your gun out and like put the shield on your back and like it's it's too easy just like to duck behind a wall for a second and pull your gun out and and pop out and yeah. kill somebody. Like I think that process needs to be a little bit longer. Agreed. Um, I I don't know if I would change her shock that much because like on her on her own it's not really dangerous, right? And and also like if it is a one on one versus versus a clash, you can just keep walking toward her through the shock until you get close enough to melee, yeah. and there's really nothing she can True. do about it. Sure, right? Like I think that works fine. You just have to be smart enough to handle it. But I mean, we we have just the other day we took a two on two v five with you as clash and me as legion because they came at us one, one at by time. one by one yeah. yeah so like we 2v5 uh, like came back and like we shouldn't have we should have lost that round for sure but it was because they played it bad it wasn't because clash is op it's because like yeah. they just came one at a time and so it's like yeah you shocked them 
I shot him. And then you see another one. You shocked him. I went around and flanked behind and I killed him. And it's like, just don't do that. Don't be stupid. Like when you play against a blitz, you don't just run into him, right? Like you work with your team, you put down traps, like you do things to, to counter what he's doing to you. Agreed. So like the clash, I feel like even more than Maverick, I think she's kind of okay. Yeah. I, I, I just think we need time to yeah. mess around and yeah. see what happens. Again, I would say that the switching weapons, I think, does need to be nerfed a little bit. Yeah. Um, there's a few other comments I wanted to call out from this post. Um, so, Sly41, he said, what about Mav being able to burn Maestro's cams like they're made out of paper? Uh, he's got no counter right now. You can't even place a Maestro cam to annoy him while he's making holes. Mav will just laugh and torch it while barely using any fuel. I think that's fair, too. Like, Maestro's cams, the whole point is that, like, they're pretty hard to destroy. And, like, even with that being the point, there's still a lot of like very heavily picked operators that can destroy them like very simply like sledge and ash. Sophia's not picked as much, but she can too. And then like, you have to be careful where you place it because if they can get a breach charge too close, that'll kill it. Yeah. Anybody with a frag grenade can kill it. And then also you can just shoot it if, you know, if they catch you when you're trying to shoot them. So like, I, I feel like him being able to just like very, very quickly with the torch, destroy Mav or uh, evil eyes. I don't think that's fair. Especially because literally it's just like a one click. Like, yeah, like it should, it should take a whole canister. I'd be fine if it yeah. could do it, but it should take like a whole canister. Yeah. He should at least have to take like 20, 25 damage if he's going to walk up to it and torch it. Well, if you open the shutter, then he would just torch yeah, it and kill it immediately. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I think it should. Because like, I mean, even like when Ash is doing it, it takes her a while to pull out her thing, shoot the thing, and then it takes and some it time for it to blow up. 50% of her gadget. And yeah, 50% of her gadget's gone. And that's actually a really good gadget. You know, and so like, you, like usually when Ash is doing that to me, I see her pulling that out, and I I start opening it up, and I start shooting at her because I can at least get like twenty to thirty damage in before mm-hmm. that thing explodes on me. Yeah. So, but like with Maverick or uh, yeah, Maverick, he just walks up and that's done. Like, yeah. Bye bye. It's fun. Bye bye. Bye bye. Even just with Sledge, like, it takes Sledge a while to swing that hammer, and like for him, it's like yeah. nothing, right? He can swing the hammer as many times as he wants, but he has um, twenty five times. Twenty five. I mean, that's essentially unlimited. Yeah. So like it's a lot. But I think that's fine because Sledge's hammer is such a basic gadget. Like, it doesn't really do much else. Um, it's not so like a fine. huge... Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I don't think Maverick should be able to do that. Um, Two Dads says, uh, yes, operators have been breaking the rules of the game since release. It's a design choice. Actually, let me read another one first and then we'll come back to his. Um, this guy, I guess, Sodium, NACL something. Um, he says, I once saw a post that pointed out that if Jaeger would have been introduced as a DLC op, he would be considered OP. What do you think about that? If Jaeger were not in the original and he was released as a DLC op today, would people think he's OP? Yeah, I could see. Yeah. I think so. I think people I think would think so. he's super OP. That, um, oh, there was something else I was thinking about the other day. I said a very similar comment, like if this had been, oh, uh, red dot sites. So you know how like in the, and so in the patch, there's a bug apparently where the red dot site has more visibility. Uh-huh. Um, and I was talking about red dot sites, like if they had put actual red dot sites in the game, like that have tons of visibility mm-hmm. and had them all like that, people would love them. And if they tried to introduce one that had less, people would talk about how stupid it is. Yeah. But at this point, if you try to say like, oh, we should have them have more visibility, everybody's like, oh, that's awful. All the sites are perfectly balanced right now. That's not good for right. siege. Right. Like, well. Yeah. I know, yeah, sometimes it's just like, 
it it it's good this way because that's the way it is. Like that's kind yeah. of like whether people are thinking that way or not, that's kind of like how your mind works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I think if Jaeger were introduced today, that would be so OP. People would think because like nobody has ever been able to like stop you from throwing gadget yeah. or throwing grenades, grenades in, you know, and, and like all of a sudden fuse is useless now. Like, can you yeah. imagine how high high powered fuse would have been this whole time if there was no yeah. ADSs? Like, especially yeah. in lower ranks where people aren't, like, hearing that, that trigger and stuff. Yeah. Like, and then if you introduce Jaeger, people will be like, you just killed Fuse. Fuse is useless now. Yeah. I mean, and maybe Fuse would have been nerfed several times more before that, but... um, Do you remember when Fuse only had two cluster charges? Oh, yeah. Like, that that's insane. Nuts. And and then and they did fewer grenades, I think, and, like, with less spread. Yeah, it was like, nuts. He's gotten way better. Like, that was insane when they introduced the third one. I still think he just needs to be quieter. I think Fuse is fine. Really? Yeah, I think he's fine. I thought we were just talking about this like three or four episodes ago where we said he needs to be quieter. I don't think I said that. Really? Maybe. I remember saying this. <laughs> I think he needs to be quieter. I think he's too loud. I, I think he's good because I, I think that gadget is so high powered that like... Yeah. He's just not like... I mean, this is... I mean, you can get three or four kills with that thing if you do it right. Yeah. If, and one. If they're not paying attention. Right. But I mean, obviously, ranks, like, he's, he's not... Yeah, in higher ranks, you're not going to have three people in one room, so that that's different. That, but, and they hear, and they but again, leave. like, not everything can be balanced to no. work at the high ranks. It just no. it doesn't work that way. Um, But yeah, like, I super agree. Like, Jaeger would be considered super OP, and then somebody else says, same with Thatcher, in my opinion. If he was announced, now people will be out... If he was announced now, people will be outraged by the fact that a single op can just throw a grenade and destroy their entire team set up through a wall. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. If, like, you had your whole thing set up, like, all pretty, like, oh, we know they're going to come through this garage, let's put all our traps there, and this is how we always do it. And then all of a sudden, there's this operator who's like, oh, well, you just push a button, and all that stuff's gone. And it's completely safe. It would be considered extremely OP. People think it's so OP. So, like, just looking at those examples, it's like, okay, yeah, like, guys, again, let's just take a minute to let the meta settle. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, people are going to take, like, a few weeks, more than a minute. Well, you know, the, the colloquial minute. Oh, okay. So going back to that other um, post, the guy said, yeah, operators have been breaking the rules of the game since forever since it's designed. It's a design choice. There's this operator called Mira, and she lets you see attackers from behind solid cover, which wasn't possible before her introduction. So, like, same point. There's also this operator named Capitao who can burn you out of a position without any assistance and has no counter, which wasn't possible before his introduction. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, that's the whole design of the game is that these new operators come out and they break how the game works. Yeah, um, they force you to learn new meta. Right. And and for the it's most good. part, I think it's been good. Like, I mean, there's been Lion who it's like, okay, what the heck are you doing introducing wall hacks into the game? Like, you are so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's one that, like, I really do feel like was ill-advised. Most of the other ones, I think, have been fine. Just shouldn't have been in the game. Yeah. And then just the one last thing I wanted to bring up on that. Um, Pi Guy, who actually, we used to one of his posts yeah, before. I don't remember what I it remember was. I remember him. But I remember the name, Pi Guy. Um, so thanks for that other post, but I'm going to argue with you on this comment. He said, literally any op that changes the game in any way is considered OP. I challenge anyone in this thread to point out to point to an op that wasn't considered OP on release. I would also like to identify the few operators who actually were OP, and he says Blackbeard, Ella Frost, and maybe Lion. So, okay, every time I see this point come up, it, like I think it's kind of dumb. So his, his point, just to kind of break it down a little more simply, is everybody always says the ops are OP, so you're wrong about saying these ops are OP. Right? That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what he's getting at. But the thing is, if you go back and look at the history of all the DLC ops who have been introduced, most of them have been nerfed. So Ubisoft has at least agreed with the community that, that yes, they were OP. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's like I don't like people trying to invalidate the argument because people always say that about the new ops. Like, 
again, I'm kind of on both sides of this because I think like, yeah, we should just let the meta settle before we complain about them being OP. But on the other side, um, here's the list of all the op- DLC ops who have been nerfed since they came out. Frost, Valkyrie, Blackbeard, 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 Blackbeard. <laughs> Kavera, Hibana, Ella, Zofia, Vigil, Finca, Lion, Maverick, and Clash nerfs incoming. Right? Yeah. So it's like <laughs> almost every DLC operator has been nerfed. So they all have been OP. So like, yeah. Or at least or at least Ubisoft thought so, right? And there are like a large number that haven't been like Mira, Legion, um, Echo, got a buff. Right, right. Buff. And, and actually, even some of these I lifted, like it's kind of arguable, like Visual mm-hmm. and Kavera, it's arguable whether those were really nerfs or just changes, but like because of what yeah. happened. But, um, but yeah, like you look at this list. That's the majority of the DLC operators yeah. have been nerfed, so yeah. it's not like unfounded to complain that a new operator is OP. Yes, I agreed. So anyway, I ha- I actually have that comment saved, and I'm just going to post that every single time somebody says that. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the list of all the operators who have been nerfed. So calm down. Um. Anyway, okay. Well, that's our Reddit posts for the podcast. If you see a post on Reddit that you want us to talk about, go ahead and tag us. I am RD Fiasco. And I am just hello with three O's. Just hello, three O's. Um, anything else you want to bring up before we close out this? I feel like this is a long one. No, I want to play Siege. <laughs> okay, let's go play some Siege. Please give us some feedback on the Operator uh, Spotlight segment. Um, if if you liked it, if there's anything you'd change about it, if you just not want to hear it ever again like that's fine um it's just something new we're trying out just to kind of uh have something to talk about when it's a little bit of a slow week um and again if you have any questions for the podcast at r6 unrenowned we are going to go play some siege we'll be streaming you can follow me i'm vg fiasco on uh twitch and youtube and i am just hello i am streaming right now just on youtube gaming just i'm just trying to see how it goes i felt like before when i streamed specifically on youtube gaming i had more people watching yeah so he, he used to do the multi-stream now he's going solo so he'll so be on youtube for now he might switch to twitch later is that your plan yeah like depending a month just so kind of test them both out yeah so just hello three o's um please leave us a review if you like the podcast and share it with your friends we want to make this thing a big thing also we're gonna have a pretty big announcement for our podcast listening community so next episode look forward to that All right, see you guys next time. 